Well, let's go. And we're back. <laughs> and and we're back. <laughs> that was just a uh, extended prostate break, uh, two weeks. It's it's fine. Um, listen, the average minute we've been busy. It's summer season. Uh, we've been, you know, collecting content for the podcast. Let's say. Uh, but here we are. We're back. It is uh, it is me, uh, average motherfucking Johnson, uh, and. Uh, as always, Bob, Moondog, Mooney. As always. As always. Um, so here we are, just the two of us. Uh, we're at church, which uh, sells beer now, by the way, uh, for all those who are local to the uh, West Valley. Yeah, there's uh, a little uh, snack counter that has a beer fridge behind it. I mean, you have to eat a cracker, and they serve you some wine, but when you come to church, they now have alcohol. Yeah. So there's that. Um, so, yeah. Man, what the hell's been going on for the last two weeks? Well, I, first of all, I think we have to uh, recap uh, our little Prescott adventure with uh, that tournament. Uh, I don't think we need to mention who won because, you know, fuck so, that guy. So where we last left our hero, we were on our way to Prescott um, for the Bradish Open, the last major of the season. And um, how did that go? Uh, I believe uh, you gave me the kiss of death by putting me in your uh, power rankings, which worked out great <laughs> for me. Did you uh, get a check? No, I did not. Oh, yeah, me either. Uh, what I like to do is I like to find the biggest, bushiest spot of rough behind a tree and then try to play from there. And, uh, yeah, it doesn't work out so well scoring-wise. It checks out. Um, yeah, well, I'm pretty sure I gave myself the kiss of death by putting you in the power rankings yeah. and then, you know... A little, little karma bounce back. Even listening to your anecdote about... Uh, Scott Stafford saying, oh, you're going to win a tournament, Average yeah. is going to win a tournament, you know. Yeah. Uh, and feeling a little, uh, the word of the day is haughty. Haughty? Uh, not not H-O-T-T-Y, not like, uh, you know, Scotty too haughty. Uh, more haughty, like, you know, boastful, um, confident, overconfident. Gas bag. Yeah, pretty much. So totally went in there and fucked myself. Um <laughs> Uh, if you listen to the podcast, you know what, uh, if I just reference dicks for fingers, <laughs> yeah. uh, that's how I played. So, <laughs> um, you know, it was bound to happen. I've been on a pretty good run for the last couple months, and uh, yeah, man, went up to Prescott and just totally fucking shit the bed. Like, uh, yeah, it was ugly. Uh, pretty much all the guys I talked to that were pretty confident pretty much shit the bed. The uh, eventual winner, uh, he just kind of mind his own business, so, you know. We don't. I don't even remember who that guy was. Doesn't even matter. <laughs> Does he? He doesn't even come to church anymore. Yeah. He doesn't come on the podcast anymore. Uh, used to be a, somewhat of a regular on the podcast, and uh, that's not a thing. So, uh, congratulations, Whip, uh, on your big check. Uh, although, although uh, asterisks. Does it deserve an asterisk or? Uh, I mean, so here's the thing. For all you out there in podcast land who aren't aware of, uh, you know, the, the complex inner workings of the MGA, uh, we had a tie uh, in Prescott. So we're not a professional tournament. We don't uh, take out the whole course. You know, we're not heading back to number 18 and playing that and then playing 17 and so on and so forth. Uh, in the MGA, uh, when there's a tie, you have to have a putt off, right? Because... Almost every course you're going to play is going to have a practice green in close proximity to the clubhouse. It was just generally when you're 
gathered around adding up scorecards and things like that. So the uh, um, SOP for settling a tie is put off. And there is a, um, you know, written instructions on how to properly execute a putt off to determine a definitive winner and uh, uh, yada 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 take, whip whip ended up winning yeah, I take the cliff uh, version of that <laughs> so uh, here okay so I'm going to give you both sides of the argument the one side of the argument is uh, the, I only brought one beer the putt off was <laughs> not executed according to MGA SOP um, it's not supposed to be uh, closest to the pin, best two out of three, or whatever. Whatever ended up happening, uh, it is supposed to be three blind shots. Like one guy turns his back, doesn't see the line, whatever. But it's you hole out. It's cumulative score. It's not you know he was closer two out of three times or whatever. Um, although, so we totally did it wrong. Totally fucking botched the putt off. On the other hand. It was, you know, 100 degrees and humid in Prescott, which is our tournament to get out of the heat. And, uh, you know, people are pretty much drained at that point. Um, the um, well, We've decided tournaments be a Rochambeau. Uh, yeah. You know, so. Right. Well, and that was in an, in an instance where we were not in close proximity to a putting green, yeah. right? So um, I'm just saying, I'm not trying to place an asterisk. I'm just trying to lightly veil in some you know, doubt, seeds of doubt amongst the, uh, the chapter, but I mean, Hal Conklin, that guy, he must've played out of his ass or something. He and Whip both tied and, uh, you know, eventually Whip, uh, was able to, I don't, I, the word on the street is that none of the putts were even remotely close. I wasn't there because I was oh. busy doing skins. So but you're asking me to remember stuff. <laughs> anyway, Whip ended up coming away with big check um, and a couple more uh, penalty strokes. Doing so, Whip's been shooting out of his ass lately. So I think he's the only one that's really capitalizing on the uh, golf tech investment. Uh, it's working for him. I also think he was the furthest along to start because. Uh, uh, he, he had the smallest amount of things to change, and uh, he hasn't made major changes to his swing. He's made minor ones. Right. And then uh, the nice thing is he already had a short game where what lessons did to me is completely – I already had my short game going to off the, off the rails, so to speak, and now I'm just demolished at the bottom of the canyon. Right. That's a train wreck rope joke for those of you. <laughs> <laughs> if it starts with off the rails uh... – and yeah. see what happens when the train goes off the rails they're usually in some sort of canyon the car's in the uh, so that's you, generally <laughs> not good when something goes off the rails right um yeah as ozzy would say going off the rails yeah. um <clears throat> so do we need to recap you know any uh off course anecdotes from prescott i mean was there there's probably not going to be any stories you know uh, we when we go on a on a road uh, we did have quite a few people show up at whatever bar that is that is karaoke night, and you heard me uh, do my uh, best drunken rendition of a Roger Klein song, or murdered rendition. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait, that was a Roger Klein yeah, song? Yeah, I think so. I don't know. Uh, no, it was, yeah, Bob Bob saying karaoke. It was, uh, it was a sight it, to be it's seen. It's as bad as you think it is, both visually and audibly. Um, <laughs> uh. there, there really wasn't... Um, there wasn't that much 
going on at that bar that night. Uh, not like last year. There was no. Uh, I, I wasn't in danger of making out with a tranny. I wasn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't go off the rails. Um, I did drink copious. Um, yeah, you flipped tequila, tequila like early or something. <laughs> daylight. Was, yeah, yeah, it was daylight. We were. Oh, we were That's overlooking the park where the we were. Uh, we were at, the homeless guy was uh, uh, sticking his hand down his butt crack and smelling <laughs> his hand continuously. We were, we were at the. Uh, we were at the Desert Lily. Uh, upstairs and um, yeah man I don't know for whatever reason like I was beard out like it was when it gets so hot like that it's hard to drink copious beer right so yeah I agree <laughs> you go back to the room <laughs> you get freshened up took a shower uh, head straight to the bar no nap and the last thing I wanted to drink was a beer when I got to the bar and so I just ordered Reposado yeah. and uh, yeah, shit was downhill from there. And you kids at home, don't do that. It, you know, it generally doesn't work out super awesome, but um, I don't know. I wasn't, it didn't torpedo my good time. Uh, you didn't try to sing a song karaoke, no. so, you know. No, I tried to help you as best I could, <laughs> yeah, that, but, yeah, you know, was... it turns out I wasn't <laughs> yeah. holding a mic, so I can't sing anyway. I wouldn't have been helping in the first place. But I did run into had a fascinating conversation with some interesting folks at desert lily oh yes those were some interesting folks um uh, wow basically i had them mostly tuned out of my brain that's that's the, a shame the moral of the story is that uh every statue is racist <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you if you're sitting next to a the type of person that you would think would tell you that a statue is racist and she tells you a statue is ra- racist you jump in that conversation oh no i i <laughs> yeah. dove i dove straight yeah. in i was i was in on that that's they, they got me with that one yeah i was because you know i just happen to lean over i like talking to locals yeah. and meanwhile they're not locals yeah. they live here in phoenix but i think the best thing about her argument was she had no facts or any no. sort of data to back up no, anything it, at all she said it was entirely a i feel like all statues yeah. are racist i identify as someone who thinks they're all racist so the, what about the, the statue of liberty the funny thing is um so she's got like the bright blue and purple and green hair, right? Like picture. So if you follow libs of TikTok on uh, on Twitter, if you don't, it's a good follow. Uh, but if you if you do, then you know what I'm talking about. This is what popped into my mind as soon as I sat down at the bar stool and looked to my right, and I was like, "Oh shit, here we go." So I just casually leaned over and go, "Hey, who do you think that's a statue of across the way in that there park?" And she goes, I don't know, but I think it's racist. (laughs) I'm like, I'm in. (laughs) I'm totally in. (laughs) Let's unpack that. (laughs) Uh, That was uh, both Mrs. Average and myself sitting next to him. Both rolled our eyes and went, we're going to be here for about three hours. (laughs) And we were. (laughs) You know what? If I would have had the microphone on me, (laughs) uh, it would have been a podcast. Because it was an interesting, (laughs) interesting conversation. But ultimately... Uh, I think I may have convinced her that not all statues are racist. <laughs> well, it's a pretty bold statement, to, you know. It's definitely I mean, an up, up, uphill battle. To... The, the, the premise of the argument was, well, you know how they tore down all those statues yeah. in the South? I'm like, yeah, like Robert E. Lee and, yeah. you know, other Confederate, you know, yeah. prominent Confederate <laughs> yeah. officers. and People who and... kind of fought a war to, you know, help keep slavery. <laughs> and... I'm like, yeah, I don't really know that a whole lot of that was going on in Prescott, Arizona during the Civil War. Uh, meanwhile, you know, Arizona became a state in 1912, yeah. which is about uh, 47 uh, yeah. years uh, removed from the Civil War. So, 
not really thinking they're putting up a uh, Robert E. Lee statue yeah. in the quad. Um, but they did put up a sweet, uh, in, they removed the gallows and they put up a sweet gazebo and yeah. hot tub. You, you can get married, <laughs> married where many people died. <laughs> on, the, on the side of the historic gallows at the uh, Prescott Courthouse, you can, uh, you know, take a dip in the hot tub. It's got the, it's got the floor that opens. <laughs> they made use of that trap door. <laughs> <coughs> right. You just sit there in a lawn chair and all of a sudden uh, you're in the hot tub. Ah, shit. So, yeah, there probably wasn't any stories from Prescott. Uh, no. we, we can just <laughs> I did a great job forgetting about blue hair, too. That was, that's a shame. <laughs> you know what? They were nice people. Uh, her husband was a, uh, is a Marine veteran. Uh, thank you for your service. Uh, I got swindled into buying drinks for some some Vietnam veterans that, uh, you know, just came right out and did not ask me for drinks, just happened to point out how many tours of duty and NAM they did. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to buy you a drink. Oh, well, oh, hey, uh, this yeah. is what I'm drinking. Meanwhile, and I he, went in there he, and the bartender goes, like, rolls her eyes. Did he ask you? Because that's his thing yeah. is tell you. He got the hat at Goodwill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I Listen, I'm not saying stolen valor. All, all I'm saying is. If if it's legit, listen. Those guys went over and fought a motherfucking war mm -hmm. for nobody, right? The I mean, like, what the fuck was the point of that fucking war? And the country hated them during those times. They came back to not, you not, know, not being accepted. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it was just it was a shit show. And I have I have respect for anybody that that uh, you know survived that mess. But anyway, uh, we don't need to get off in the political weeds. Um, anything else notable from Prescott? Uh, one of the things that surprised the hell out of me was uh, I played golf with this guy a couple times, and uh, there's no chance he's ever getting a check, and the guy got a check, uh, Richard Sisman. Oh, so my partner. Yeah, uh, I think there's some pencil whipping on that, you know. Uh, listen, I'm the one that kept the scorecard. Listen, so so the tournament was on Saturday, and we're hanging out at Matt's Saloon Friday night. You know, welcome party, yeah, that whole thing. And uh, we're standing outside on the sidewalk where it was cooler than yeah. inside the bar. And uh, talking about my lofty goal, I'm like, listen, I just want to break 90. I don't give a shit about winning. I just want to break 90. This is my whole my whole spiel. I am giving it. And he goes, he goes, I just I just want to break 94. And I'm like, that's an odd number, but it, it, I mean, it's an even number technically, yeah. but you know, it's a weird number to, to settle on for. I just want to break 94. I want to be 22 over. That's what he, that's what he settled on. I just want to break 94 and uh, sure as shit. What do you think you shot? A 93 Nice. <laughs> with, with some questionable drops, but you know, <laughs> I allowed it. No, in, in all seriousness, there no, no questionable drops. He was actually having a day. Um, he would have shot way lower, but there were a couple of uh, you know OBs that killed him. So, what are you gonna do? He was he was hitting the ball really well. Played a decent round, um, you know. And I was telling him from the beginning, like, dude, you're either gonna win or and that probably didn't help him. All the pressure, but uh, first check. Go. I think it's the first check he's ever got. Nice. So, congratulations. But, uh, yeah, so Prescott. Anything else? Anybody, uh, anybody else stand out? 
Uh, oh, we're not going to name names. We did have a guy fall over on his face. Greg Houston fell again? No. Oh. <laughs> I said we're not going to name oh, names. Oh, okay. Never mind. Uh, that, that was But, but very no, much, he didn't. That was very much post-round. <laughs> no, no, he didn't. Uh, there was uh, somebody he just, else. He has a history, just say. Which, if you, uh, you know, depending on how close you are to the average minute, uh, you'll probably be able to use deductive reasoning to figure out. Or, you know, if you were there. Uh, but, yeah, a uh, guy that, uh, you know, close to... Uh, Close to the Average Minute podcast. I think he's been on the Average Minute uh-huh. podcast, actually. Um, yeah. Decided to get crunk. Can we bring that back? Is that happening? Crunk? Can we can we say crunk again? I don't know. Is it like, dude, 2003 called? They want your, <laughs> your verbiage back? They want your slang back? This guy got crunk at the Bradish Open and decided to fall on his face. Meanwhile, rallied because... Well, yeah. <laughs> He was there, uh, uh, yeah, Saturday night. He uh, was partying uh, He was there to film my performance, so uh, we got to be nice to him because that doesn't need to get out. Right. Well, that's why we're not going to name names. Yeah, exactly. So, you don't name names. So, all right. Well, Bradish Open. Congratulations, Whip. It was a hell of a time. Uh, hell of a round. Um, and, yeah, so that that's about it for that. Do we need a prostate? I don't. I feel like I don't really need a prostate break. I just need a segue. So we're just gonna pause, like we're taking a prostate okay. break, and then just Mom- keep talking. To observe a moment. Uh, well, we got a uh, lessons or next, which I mean, I can go first. Or lessons are just kind of you're talking to the guy, and he's kind of rehashing what you've already been doing. I got the water bottle treatment basically. This time he used a roll of paper towels because it's taller. Because I was really, uh, you know, over leaning my front leg back, mm-hmm. trying to swing out of my shoes and. So he puts that rear, like in be like on your front foot, oh, off the inside the of your inside left of leg, your, yeah. to where you can't. You, you're, it's basically I was turning my hips, but I was cheating by collapsing my leg to allow my hips turn more. Right, instead leaning of, the leaning yeah. the left knee in, and so full you know, baseball Dominican baseball swing. And right? then as soon as he yeah, as soon as he put the thing at my leg, I just was like. This was like lesson one or two, and I'm doing this now. You know what? Don't despair, because sometimes you need to go back to those. Like, the the remedial stuff, it hurts your feelings, mm-hmm. right, when he breaks out the remedial drills. But on the other hand, how fast does it come back to you? That was and fun. Like, when oh, he, shit, that's he, right. He grabs it, and he's like, let me show you this uh, new drill. And it's, uh, like I say, it's a roll of paper towels where it was a water bottle the first time. And he puts it right inside my leg, and I just went, I know what that is. You, you just changed props. You didn't. And then uh, naturally it worked. And then uh, my swing plane, when I actually don't try to swing out of my shoes, uh, you know, I hate the whole proper tempo. The ball goes the same distance as trying to kill it. You know, uh, I don't know why between my ears can't figure that out, and I have to actually have another man tell me. But <laughs> it, it works out better. Uh, so that was probably the extent of my lesson. Uh, I am w- still working on my chipping is in progress because it's uh, if my chipping could come back at all, I would uh, you know be easily breaking ninety. Yeah. Because I mean I I had at least a good eight or nine double chip type situations to where you know could you just chip it on the green and then my putting's good so all two putt for most anywhere but not so much. Yeah. So I think I got a ninety seven in Prescott, which is not my best effort. Well, it was better than me. I did not. I failed to break 100. I was trying to break 90, and I failed to break 100. So 
Um, but I've had two lessons. I've had two lessons since. And, um, you know, it's funny. Um, I went into my lesson immediately following the Prescott round and Whip had already been to his lesson. Um, so by the time I got there, uh, our instructor, <clears throat> well, uh, we'll call him Jeff. Who, who cares? We'll call him Jeff. He's like, you know, I'm actually pretty surprised to see you coming in so upbeat considering, you know, he goes, I got mixed reviews on your round. Meanwhile, I'm sitting there going, first of all, Whip didn't play with me. He just saw my scorecard, so he has no idea how I was hitting the ball. He only sees the scorecard, and there's no pictures on the scorecard, right? So I had some positive takeaways from Prescott, even though I played like shit ultimately on the card. Um, but I went into my lesson going, you know what? I'm going to have those rounds, and it is what it is, and I had a positive attitude, and actually had a really good lesson. And parlayed that into my lesson this past Monday. Uh, I'm skipping ahead because we went to Mexico in between. But no stories from that. Yeah, there, yeah it was uneventful. <laughs> uh, we'll we'll get into that on the next segment. Uh, but I'm I am a hundred percent in the remedial stage of my lessons. Like I, it's not like I totally reverted back to my old swing. But just that reinforcement of doing the old drills, um, just how fast it comes back to you, how to how to get on plane, how to you know marry shallow club face or shallow swing plane with closed club face, and it just it doesn't take that much for for you to get back to your happy place, right? And uh, now it for me it almost feels as though when I do it correct, that's the more natural feeling as opposed to doing it incorrect was the natural feeling before where when I do it incorrect it feels odd still do it because you know why wouldn't you but when I'm swinging on plane you're just like just do this every time why why don't you and then right and then you don't because uh, we suck yeah uh, yeah I mean um, I mean we can take this opportunity to uh, I think a little we, pause while uh, we let the uh, we, can, we can invite some guests onto the podcast uh, we, we can let them uh, get out of sound we got range. a we got a we got a full letter Kenny situation happening on the uh, <laughs> putting green behind us um, do some research on that yeah. and and we'll, we'll be right back <laughs> and we're back so yeah I put my uh, fridge back in my truck from going to Mexico and uh, realize I have the 16 ounce uh, pints of Coors Light that I don't like drinking unless you have to go to that course that only carries it um, I got so, a real problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, Bluto. I got a bunch of pints yeah. in my fridge. I, I have freezing cold beer in my refrigerator at 113 degree temperature, but it's not the container I like. Yeah. Um, so we closed out lessons, or did we? So just to put a pin in the lessons. Ah, shit, I feel like if I sit down there, it's going to make yeah. bad uh, noise for the podcast, so uh, I won't do that. I only have the one lesson I usually like to take a week off here or there just to uh, work on what I was previously working on. So uh, like my lesson was this morning, came here to church, hit a few shots, was doing it correctly, jammed my shoulder and said, yeah, we're just going to stop. Uh, I got a tournament coming up at Victory at Verado in 115 degree. There is no trees on that course. <sighs> Verado. You know what? I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be chilling at the sandbar. Hey, you gonna check out the sandbar while you're down there? No. <laughs> uh, we're, we're not gonna. Get into that. Yeah, we're not. We're not. That was a podcast ago. Um, 
Uh, yeah, I'll, dude, I'll be living my best life in Havasu with uh, 70 degree water. Uh, it's gonna be amazing. Um, kind of what I was hoping for for Mexico. Uh, that uh, didn't happen. Uh, so we went to Rocky Point this last <laughs> weekend. Uh, Whip went to Rocky Point about a year ago. Uh, we made fun of him because we went to Havasu, and it's like, why would you be in Rocky Point sweating your ass off when you meet Havasu <laughs> and just dipping whenever you get hot? And so Mrs. Average wanted us to go for her birthday. Yeah, so, so we she, accommodated. So she turned 29. Yeah, gosh. And, and uh, decided she wanted to go to Mexico for her birthday, and we were like, hmm. Really? In July? Uh, all right. Well, well, we were sold on the idea of golf two days. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all right. Sold. Uh, and <laughs> so then, we get uh, to golf, right? All right. We picked out uh, Bello Serena as the resort we stayed at, which is a very, very nice resort. Uh, we saw the pools and thought swim to ourselves, swim up bar swim up situation. bars situation. This is going to be awesome. So uh, just we got way more stories than this, but I'll just uh, complete that one real quick. Uh, we played the first day at Palomas. We'll, we'll touch on that. Uh, when we got done, we loaded up in the truck, cranked the air AC, couldn't wait to change into the old swim trunks and jump into that swimming pool <laughs> and just get a nice, refreshing, oh, this feels good. And uh, what would you ballpark the temperature of that pool? Uh, what was what was the temperature outside? Uh, about 105, 107. Uh, it was about 104. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the pool was uh, really no different than ambient. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was warm yeah. in the pool. And, and that was the, the number one flaw in our entire plan was... Yeah, we're going to golf in the morning, and we're just going to hang at the nice, cool yeah. pool and re be refreshed. We're just going to be laying it, it up to our necks, drinking cocktails. It was a great, great idea on paper. Yeah. Um, the only difference from not being in the pool and being in the pool was that you're wet with pool water and <laughs> yeah. urine instead of <laughs> yeah. just sweat from being outside the pool so you were definitely covered in bodily fluids it was, <laughs> yeah do you want uh, sweat or urine <laughs> what type of bodily fluids do you want to baste in today um so meanwhile i had a great time um it's not the ideal time of year to go down there so i just you know i will extol uh the virtues of staying away from humidity if you're if you can possibly. i will say uh based on the uh, condition of the golf courses definitely would would go back and do it again because those are the two two of the nicest courses because they're not in phoenix and they didn't get that late start with the uh rains forever to punch greens right. most of the greens in phoenix are still recovering from being punched the fairways are so so burnout spots and whatnot just because it rained so long uh but man mayan palaces those greens were awesome it was uh it was the nicest greens we have played in a while yeah um i mean receptive but yet fast, but they were true. Like it was just, it was all the conditions that you want, right? Like you can, you can fire a seven, eight iron into the green and it's gonna stick, but yet you got a downhill six footer and you could end up with a 10 foot up, yeah. you know, uphill. <laughs> so. Why are you looking at me when you say that? Oh. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens. <laughs> um, yeah, they were they were nice. I, I did did enjoy that. I, I feel like um, so the quality of golf played down there uh, between the two of us. I feel like it was kind of well for me. I can only speak for me. I feel like it was kind of a split both days. Um, you know, kind of a nine hole nine hole uh, tail of two two nines, but not like front nine back nine. You know, meltdown or recovery. It was just kind of a 
here and there like I had meltdowns and then immediately recovered and then had another and then like I was just kind of going back and forth it was either good holes or bad holes no in between there was no like oh that was a routine you know it was like I played out of my ass or fucking shit the bed like there was it was really kind of you know that was the story of Mexico um but I hit I feel like I hit a lot of good shots um you know my struggles a lot of the times were not adjusting to the different conditions with uh chipping like we were talking about the uh the lack of a bump and run situation which I like to play around and most of 90% of the courses in Phoenix are allow for the bump and run whereas you know you try to land it in the rough short of the green and have it kick trundle onto the green it it was hanging up in the rough and if you carried it to the green it's going to roll all the way across Mm -hmm. so that that was a uh, quite an adjustment uh let's say but what typically gets me at palomas uh which where we played friday uh that's the infamous course where i looked at uh, average and I said, "Hey, uh, what do you think the elevation is here?" And, <laughs> and he looks at me deadpan and goes, uh, "I don't know, four, because he looked at the ocean first. I'm like, "Oh, that, yeah." Uh, so we're usually here in Phoenix. We're what 900 feet or something like that, to where you get, you know, it's probably a yard or two, maybe three, five. I don't know, uh, but it all that that little bit does make a difference playing at sea level. Uh, even people that suck as bad as we do. Right. So there's a couple of different factors there because while we're you know, close to a thousand feet. Um, you're gonna get all right, and maybe maybe a yard or two. Um, it's drier here, mm-hmm. and when the when the weather's warm, the air is dry, and it's you know the ball's gonna carry. And, and we're used so used to playing in these conditions. You get down at sea level, it, you're not losing a bunch of yardage, but it's so humid down there that it kind of eliminates that whole, oh, it's hot, the ball's going to carry yeah. a mile. Like, it just, it doesn't, that's not a thing. So, this is, uh, you yeah. know, this is all kind of stuff that the, the average mediocre golfer uh, really doesn't need to take into account the humidity, yeah. uh, the barometric yeah. <laughs> pressure, yeah. uh, you know, these types of things. We're not we're not Bryson DeChambeau here yeah. going, oh, what's the... Uh, uh, we did see... Uh, driving down on thursday we did see uh, venus and uh where it was i was really worried about pulling the ball to the right a lot because you never know what that's going to affect right right uh with the uh the the tidal <laughs> yeah. uh poles of venus venus yeah uh, i thought it was uranus uh, no that was a different night that yeah. we were looking at uranus <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole different story <laughs> uh wait uh wait but that also affects my golf game. <laughs> if I got to look at your radius. Uh, yeah. And average says this uh, because he's seen uh, the buttholes of most of the wags. Dude, it's like <laughs> it's like a uh, collector card series. Like you got to catch them all. I, I got it's that, Pokemon. I got that one that's the ever elusive. Uh, by the way, uh, good morning, Missy. Um. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Well, we'll just leave it at that. Hey, the bangs yeah. look great. I uh, yeah. wouldn't know about the butthole, but uh, the bangs look great. So there's that. So what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, we're talking about playing conditions and whatnot. I think we should go right to the uh, you want the big story of uh, 
Are there big the coincidences du- the, and the, little coincidences? You want the Dukes of Hazard story, or do you want? So the, uh, we should we should go chronological. So oh, okay. so Mexico was kind of a uh, let's just say there was some anxiety um, going on. So we generally will leave in enough time to get to the border. Border closes at eight. Border closes at eight, and they flat out close it. They don't care if you're in line. They don't care if they see your headlights. They will just close it in your face. And it takes what? Two, two hours, hours and 12 minutes 20, from 20 your minutes house. Safely. Two hours. According, according to the GPS in my truck. Uh, we typically uh, drive slightly faster in the speed limit and make it a little sub two hours type situation. So definitely, definitely need to leave before six. Uh, six is kind of your drop dead point. You right. really shouldn't leave after six. So that way you're not stressed out or anything. You can just, you know, tool your way down there and uh, maybe enjoy a beverage. Yeah, stop at McDonald's, yeah. have a couple beers on the way down. Yeah. Don't draw any attention to yourself. Uh, get a Halloween bucket or something. <laughs> um, uh, we had a little bit of a different experience yeah. this time This time around. Uh, we had uh, neglected to tell uh, Mrs. Average that the border closes at 8. I would say remind her that the border closes at 8, which is where we, where right. we failed. So... So let's just yada yada yada. yada, yada, there, yada. Were, there was some anxiety. Yeah. Uh, she uh, ends up getting to the average uh, minute world headquarters at six twenty. Uh, she was there at six twenty-seven. The uh, okay. truck departed the destination at six thirty-three. <laughs> Meanwhile, <laughs> yeah. so we have we have uh, an hour and twenty-seven minutes to get to the border that normally takes an hour and fifty-seven minutes. Yeah. Um, Pretty much. So we had to make up a half hour. Uh, basically, my GPS when we left the house uh, said our arrival time at the border was going to be eight forty-two. <laughs> um, so, how fast does the AT four go? So, what I did is on the way to Gila Bend because that is very heavily trafficked uh, uh, police presence. We've been pulled over there before, uh, Mother's Day card. Right. Uh, if you listen back in the podcast, you might hear about the Mother's Day card. Uh, and so, I tried to, you know. 80, 85, chillax, not get arrested. Made good, it through. Good plan. Made it through Gila Bend, and I start realizing mathematically, because all I'm doing is math calculations in my head based on what the GPS says miles to border and how fast I need to proceed. And mathematically, there's probably no way we can make it. On uh, mathematically, that. Uh, it was uh, yeah a little fast than uh, you wanted to, and then uh, when we made it to Ajo, uh, which would be where you'd be staying the night if you don't make the border uh we were uh basically ajo is about 40 miles away and we had 22 minutes <laughs> uh, so we're not gonna say how fast we were driving uh, i will say that the uh the little thing that pops up on my uh odon- or speedometer that says your car can't go faster than that oh because you drive a general motors product yeah so just basically governor just basically stayed on the entire time as I tried to maintain that speed. Right. Uh, and then... But you know what, though? I will tell... How did I do? As I, I, I'm i going to say the yeah. hero of the story oh, here... Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, From you the know, moment we pulled out of his Breaking driveway, the anxiety. Uh, he and... never stopped talking <laughs> about anything at all. And That's you, not like me. That doesn't sound like something and, I would And you do. have me white-knuckling the steering wheel, not even having the courage to tell him to shut the fuck up because I'm going... I gotta focus because we got it. My doing... job in that situation is to provide levity 
uh, ease the tension. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just ease the tension, baby. Just yeah. ease the tension. Just, you know. Uh, we're, we're I know what he was fine. doing. We're going to be fine. I think the only person he was entertaining was Jessica. Uh, because uh, Mrs. Average is glued to the GPS just like I am, trying to figure out how can we get there, how can we get there. So we rolled in at 7.56 as we pulled across the border into Mexico, because it's only five miles an hour to go through that little section. It was 7.58, and the gate basically hit my tailgate as they were closing it. As we were pulling through the gate, Homeboy was standing there with his hand on the gate, closing it as we drove through uh, uh, zero seconds to spare. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which is, you know, yeah. that's that's a little too close for comfort. So but we made it. We made it. We made it. Uh, then we drove through uh, Sonoida, which for those of you who don't go to Rocky Point, that's the border town. Always switch your car to kilometers. Drive the exact kilometers and make sure everybody in the car is looking out for the stop signs. Yeah, because they hide those altos uh, yeah, everywhere. Everywhere. And then uh, just, I only told, told that because uh, we were about halfway through town, which it always seems like a blink of an eye when you drive through there. We were about halfway through town, and Average asked me, he's like, man, this is taking really long. I was like, we've been doing 100 for like an hour. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so when, you, when you slow down to like 25 20, yeah. miles an hour, it feels like you're somebody's pushing the yeah. truck. Uh, but then we just took a nice little leisurely stroll all the way to the hotel. Yeah. So that was pretty easy. And then uh, when we got to the hotel, my first inclination that January may not be the best idea to go down there is when we got out of the truck and I immediately went, did I just jump in the pool? Because my shirt's wet. <laughs> it, was a little, it was a little close. Yeah. Um, all of a sudden, the wet blanket wraps around you um, as soon as you get out into air. Um, so... That was a harrowing. I'm going to say, I'm going to use the word harrowing okay. uh, to describe the journey down to our little uh, mini vacation. Um, but once we got there, you know, the pressure was lifted off. We were able to cut loose. Uh, we proceeded to go buy 20 tacos off of the taco oh. stand in front <laughs> yeah. of Banditos. Yeah, we were all starving and all the food places were done. <laughs> Banditos. Yeah, we close in like 30 minutes, but uh, go get tacos. We, we're not serving. And so, right. which... That taco stand out front of Banditos is gold. Yeah, they're really, can't, really fucking can't good go wrong tacos. With that. If you're going to go get tacos, uh, the little cart in front of Banditos is generally a safe Now, he's a little steep on the old three bucks a taco. I don't remember yeah, it being that much. I feel before. like it was a, um, it was kind of a supply and demand situation. Yeah, I, I, I think it was, uh, you guys look like you're starving, and instead of a buck, how about three? It, it, was like, it eh. reminded me of... Um, you know, National Lampoon's vacation when, when Clark goes, uh, so how much is it? How much... How much do I owe you? And the guy goes, how much you got? And he's like, no, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm asking how much I owe you. And he yeah. said, I'm asking how much you got. <laughs> that was pretty much yeah. the transaction at the uh, the old taco stand. But, uh, you know, they were good. So there's that. We bought too many and smashed most of them anyway. Right. I think we ate 19 out of the 20 tacos. Yeah. So there's that. And so our next day we played Palomas. Uh, hit and miss golfing-wise. We already talked about the course. Uh, the one thing I, uh, we usually play a different course and play Palomas on Sundays. I wanted to switch stuff up and play Palomas first. Uh, for those of you who've been to Rocky Point, Palomas is the one that you see right there on Sandy Beach. Yeah. Uh, 
the only thing I would really say is it's the second time in a row we played Sandy Beach on number one where I just tattooed one right down the middle and you shanked one in the parking lot. <laughs> it was not in the parking <laughs> yeah. lot. It okay, was actually he, in he play. Was, this time he wasn't in the parking lot. He hit the hillside and came back. It was inbounds. <laughs> I proceeded to still cart a seven on the opening yeah. hole. Um, but I, I kind of righted the ship after that. You know, and then I had a meltdown, you know, back and forth. Yeah. It was kind of a back and forth situation, but I didn't at no point during either of our rounds. And the moral is my takeaway, my takeaway from golf, uh, remind everybody this is a golf podcast. My takeaway from both of our rounds is that I am getting better at mitigating the meltdown. I've said it before and I'll continue to say it. I am not letting one, two bad holes like totally fucking torpedo my whole shit like i will have a bad hole um it happened in prescott i was able to to recover from that where like seriously i will play an entire hole not knowing how to swing the club not knowing how to hit the ball and somehow i'm able to clear my brain reset and actually hit the ball like i know how to do whereas um, in recent history, I haven't been so very good at that. I've, I've let that kind of shit just torpedo my whole round and just go, well, fuck it. It's a drinking day and, you know, give up on everything. And every time I had a meltdown in Mexico, I was able to, to come back. But Palomas, you, you played pretty steady at Palomas. I played pretty steady. I just didn't play very well. Uh, I was mostly bogey, double bogey golf. No, I, never, I don't think I even had really a big number. I had a seven on a par five or something. Uh, so maybe I had a couple <clears throat> doubles. Uh, did I have an Ocho? I don't know. I don't even know if I did. Uh, and then what I did like is uh, we bitched about Mayan Palace the last time we played it on the mm-hmm. podcast, episode three or something. Dude, uh, that course ate us alive. They, it killed us. And then this time, I feel like I got redemption. I don't think I played it very well, but I got Neither redemption. Was I lost three balls only, uh, which is saying something because... I, I think you only brought three balls home. The yeah, last time. yeah. I don't even know if I did that. I think I was borrowing <laughs> balls from you by the end of it. Uh, and if anybody knows me, I have lots and lots of balls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Turns out. Yeah. Uh, if your golf ball sponsor is is borrowing balls from you, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, there's a bit yeah. of a problem. Yeah. I believe I was plus thirty five last time, and this time I was probably twenty two, maybe twenty three. But it was not lost ball, lost ball, lost ball. It was. Oh, I kind of screwed that yeah. one up, and or screwed this one. Did up. we both break a hundred both days? Yeah, yeah. So well, no, uh, I was like a ninety-eight, ninety-nine at Mayan, and then uh, I was over a hundred at Palomas. Oh, and, and you were under a hundred at Palomas. But I feel like I played better at Mayan than I did at Palomas. Uh, you had those a uh, couple bad holes that uh, you were enjoying. Yeah, but I did that at. Well, I don't you, know. you had more pars at Palomas. Well, I definitely did. That's yeah. right. I did. I had I had like four. I think I had four pars at Palomas, and I think I had two pars yeah. at Mayan. And then I did like five at Mayan and none at Palomas. Right. <laughs> Which uh, that's two trips in a row where the Friday round I didn't get a par. Uh, meanwhile, the Friday round is typically when you're fielding phone calls from work. I didn't get one. I thought you got one. It was just on the wrong hole. Yeah, they it was always, on the, yeah, they always right. call you on yeah. hole number eight. Yeah. And it was like they waited until nine <laughs> to <That's> call right. <laughs> you. <laughs> well, we messed them up because we were skipping around to get around that's the, right. the bachelor party. That's right. There was the, uh, 
Yeah, there were the Instagram influencers in, in front of us, and I say that tongue in cheek. Uh, these girls uh, were not influencing anybody except for us to get the fuck <laughs> out from behind them. Uh, they were wearing black cocktail dresses to golf in, basically. And so, uh, yeah, I decided on the fourth hole that we were going to skip over to thirteen and play around that way. What did we decide to call them? It was the uh, it was the candy me hand threesome. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, listen, <laughs> um, candy me hand, you're you're probably listening. Uh, that is not an insult. Um, uh, we'll explain uh, it. One of them from several hundred yards away resembled a lot of your body movements type of thing there you go the other two not at all no uh, no yeah you know, no uh, and either in either scenario we would have been happy to have you in front of us we would have just had you join us uh for sure um <laughs> <laughs> you know what that's kind of like uh the time i got tossed from applebee's for telling the waitress you know after a 12 pack <laughs> you kind of look like j-lo um yeah. or, or like so when, from like 200 yards away this chick kind of resembled candy mehan yeah so, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. it checks yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, it's not... It, it's better than Whip walking in and telling the girl, Oh, you look hungover. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boy, you look hungover. And she's like, Wow, I actually slept great last night. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. Uh, you guys are never getting seated. <laughs> uh, we got stuck with... Uh, uh, That's when you got Nanny McPhee. Yeah, Nanny McPhee. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Dude, it all comes down to that. <laughs> yeah, Jesus that, Christ. That's what happened. Uh, Whip. Thanks, Whip. Uh, Nanny McPhee is uh, Ken's girlfriend in Havasu. Uh, dude, dude. If, if, he's, if, he was given the whole hall pass by Mrs. Average and um, everything. Listen, if, if you're getting, I'm getting nudes sent from <laughs> Nanny McPhee, uh, it's not pleasant, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, don't. I got don't. my ha- I got my Havasu side piece <laughs> up there. <laughs> mole and everything it's uh it's fucking great uh so anyway <laughs> we're not going to go into the whole nanny McPhee story please please no please god no <laughs> uh so after we golfed with palomas once again we went to the uh pool which was a you know cool 105 ish uh the beers were flowing uh co- oh yeah cocktails also yeah because uh, uh rogelio was uh not exactly Roger. Johnny. Was it on the like spot. Rogerto or something? No, it was Rogelio, but oh. he decided Roger was what he wanted to be called, oh, even okay. though I was trying to call him Roque. That's probably not yeah. even the correct. I called him Ruku, and he's like, "No, I'm not that either." <laughs> That's probably why he stopped serving <laughs> us. And then we had, um, oh shit, who would, who the hell was the guy? Oh man, I could look back in my text messages. I always have to to equate somebody to somebody else right and the guy at the bar the guy behind the bar the guy that couldn't find the golf channel on the mexican fire stick oh yeah when i told him four times golf channel and yeah it ended up on what soccer or something y- yeah it was like the espn 30 for 30 or yeah. some shit talking about women's soccer yeah. and how 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 they're not as good as like a boys high school football yeah. team or and we're sitting there going golf channel you don't it's golf channel how, how do you not have golf channel right so it's cheaper than ESPN. Shit. But yeah, then after that we went to. Oh, this was uh, so we're on Saturday. Saturday? No. Yeah. So Saturday. No, Friday. Well, yeah, but oh, was it Friday? Yeah, it was Friday. Yeah. Because we had to get up early to golf the next day. That's right. Yeah. So Friday, 
we went out and uh, we went to Del Mar on Saturday or whatever. Enjoyed enjoyed some libations. Yeah, we'll say. Uh, so we went to uh, Leo's. He doesn't freaking know it, even though it's a hundred percent. Well, you gotta speak. Leo's. You gotta speak Spanish, dude. Yeah, it's Leo's. Leo's. Uh, so wasn't really that eventful of a cab ride. We mocked him like we always do, uh, but wasn't really that entertaining. He no, he didn't like go full th- send through no, the freaking. He wasn't pulling, traffic jam pulling mirrors in. Pulling mirrors in, driving through the pharmacia. Yeah. There was none of that shit. It was not short round. It was just your average. So herein lies the problem. We did not prearrange. Uh, transportation like we normally do we normally have designated cabs or a van depending on the size of the group and uh, this particular time we just walked out in front of the resort and hailed a cab um, which I will tell you not recommended if you can develop a relationship with a single point of contact down there like a concierge type person like we normally do mm-hmm. it works out much better you end up with guys that wait for you outside the bar and drive you wherever you want to go, right? You're not walking five streets over to grab a cab like and I had to do? <laughs> yeah, and it's super cost-effective. I forgot about doing that, actually. Right. So. Oh, and that chick broke down. She did. Forgot all well, about that. Well, that was Friday night. Yeah. So that was on the way home. So uh-huh. we hailed a cab. Oh, well, anyway, we were at Leo's, and uh, uh, Leo's, and uh, enjoying some cocktails. Uh, Leo's is a uh, outdoor patio bar. Uh, oh, Wonderful Christ. place. Best drinks possible. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, Cicadas, what do we call them? Oh, they were cockroaches. Cockroaches. They were the big giant Mexican cockroaches. Mexican beetle type, you know. They were not beetles. They were fucking giant Uh, ass cockroaches. They were coming out of the trees. And so, uh, kicking them around because it was making the girls squeal, and that's fine. So, anyway, when we left there, uh, we had to grab a cab. And then the cab I grabbed was this, you know, young chick. Word. But you didn't grab the young chick. I didn't grab the young chick. I mean, no, this I isn't like a I, Sound of Freedom situation. Yeah, no, uh, no, I don't think no. so. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, we wait. are in a foreign country. So, hold, yeah. hold, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe I'm going to need my attorney. Oh. Uh, so we jumped. We all. Bob wanted to order a pizza. Yeah. Um, listen, <laughs> yeah. uh, never mind. You know what? Uh, so we all jump in the cab and uh, proceed down the thoroughfare, if you will. And all of a sudden, she pulls into this uh, gas station, and I'm like, "What are you doing?" We're, right. We barely. It took us long enough to get a cab. Yeah. We finally get in the cab. She drives and, 800 yards. Yeah, and she's pulls out of gas. into a gas station, and so she shuts the car off, puts some gas in it. Car won't start. And it's like, what the fuck? If and, only there were some people in the car that were like, I don't know, in yeah, the automotive if industry. Anybody that, that had some experience. Yeah. If anybody at all was in her cab that knew anything about cars, what I would have given to have yeah. somebody that had It'd some amazing, uh, you know, experience so, in the auto so industry. She pops the hood because uh, her car's maxed overheat and starts watering the uh, exhaust manifold. Exhaust manifold, which is exactly what you should do. Yeah. If you want to crack your block. Well, and make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, as average steps in because you know head mechanic at a you know a certain establishment, uh, he's trying to help her out and you know be goody two shoes. Meanwhile, I have out of a twelve ounce beer, approximately nine ounces left. Borderline emergency situation based on where we are proximity. So you darted off. So I into darted traffic. off into traffic, grabbed another cab, 
gave her. This was like an Indiana Jones situation. <laughs> like you know those scenes in Indiana Jones where, like, every, like traffic's chaotic, like the whole town is bustling, and there's there's fucking donkeys and shit and carts and like, you know, baskets of fruit laying around and shit. This is entirely what we're engrossed in right yeah. now. And Bob just goes running out into the fucking traffic and and, and hails a cab. Like stops yeah. a cab. And common, commandeers, I'm oh, going to yeah. say commandeers a cab. Well, the nice thing is they're all like 40-year-old Nissan Sentras to where if they hit me, it'd fall <laughs> apart. So, <laughs> I, I believe they're called a Suru oh, in okay. Mexico, but it's a Nissan so Sentra. It's I, a 1994 Nissan Sentra. So I hailed another cab and gave the chick 10 bucks for her effort, uh, and then we that guy got us back, 20-plus uh, tip. Uh, it's always 20-plus tip. Uh, he got 20 and I walked away because I was in a shit mood at that point because <laughs> now we were at T minus six ounces of beer. Oh, you left. were, you were running out of yes. beer at an alarming rate. Yes. <laughs> so meanwhile, we're only eight floors from the condo yeah, only where you floors. have copious yeah, beer, copious, L- large quantities. <laughs> I can see Xanadu from the parking six lot. Six ounces can get you yeah. up eight I can floors get you there. in an elevator. So, uh, for those of you who saw the Facebook posts, you already know. Uh, we get into the elevator, and Average thinks it's funny as we're going. Oh, uh, hold, hold, please. Ah! Hold on a second. Ah! Hold on, because you're about to throw me right oh, under yeah. the bus. Hard. Here, let me let me paint the picture for you. So, just a callback. So we're at Leo's. 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 Copious cockroaches. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica, sister Mary Jessica. She is uh, scared to death. Of uh, these creatures, death. Yes, right? Death, like, correct. Like she is almost upside down in her seat because uh-huh. she can't get her feet far enough away from the ground because yeah. she don't think they're going to crawl up the table and crawl. Like, there's not like there's feet yeah. on the chair. So, like we're stomping these motherfuckers <laughs> on the patio at Leo's like crazy, and we get in. We hold up. I'm there. We go. Ah, ah. Ah, ah. Audio quality sucks right now. Sorry. Slight adjustment. There you go. So, we get in the elevator, and it's a total, like, all right, we made it. Everybody's, like, you know, coming uh, down. We're all trained. We're all ready because to go it was, sleep. Because it was a harrowing experience with the taxi. You running in traffic multiple times. Fucking car overheating. We're, we're icing down the exhaust manifold. Like, that's going to help. Like, there's all kind of crazy shit going on. We finally make it back to the resort. And me, my job is to provide levity <laughs> in a anxious and yeah. uh you know yeah. harrowing situation my job as court jester is to you know so i'm gonna have to get you a t-shirt now <laughs> <laughs> so we're standing meanwhile these are small elevators they are the size of a uh, phone booth they said it'll fit 10 people because that's I, not a thing i had plenty of time to read that and uh the it's we should have taken two because average and I fill up one basically is how it was a small the elevator it was a phone booth it we get in there at level one and hit level eight which is where we're staying and don't get you know a floor and a half away from from the first floor and I think it's a great idea to because I look at sister Mary Jessica's face and she's had enough and so my job is to provide levity. So I just reach over with my foot and stomp and imag- the, an the fucking cockroach, cockroach that isn't there. Yeah. And she freaks the hell out. 
and she, then we, she jumped also so and then we all freaked the hell out because the elevator just stops so the uh flow of averages weight combined with jessica's flinching back weight caused for lack of a better term if you played pinball it caused the tilt. elevator to tilt <laughs> full tilt mode so it just <laughs> shut off and as it shut off the wonderful little air conditioning yeah. that w- was like flowing to where like you would come in from off the street and be like this is great because uh, there's gonna be ac in the elevator it shut off yeah it blew it blew for uh you know five ten seconds yeah and then when the uh, elevator shuts off the ac shuts off yeah. and, and so we were trapped in an elevator for 90 minutes and uh average is a cool cue you know cool as a cucumber in a crisis to where he wasn't smashing the alarm button like Jessica was. No, no, no. And meanwhile, screaming for help meanwhile, like Jessica was. the alarm button in the elevator in Mexico does not, <laughs> it's not like it connects you to, um, you know, emergency response or or uh, even, you know, remotely sounds like something that, it's basically the 1992 Geostorm, um, you know, car alarm. It's the car alarm we all had yeah. when we got that, uh, clarion stereo with removable faceplate like like you have you have the club on your steering wheel and you got the 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 motion sensor car alarm to where when the kids you know the whole kick a soccer ball into the quarter panel that that car alarm is the do 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 yeah Yeah. that's the that's the alarm and jessica's just leaning on it so uh i'm down to two ounces mind you Right. I was in full waist, not Which, one, that's mode. a harrowing experience for you. <laughs> yeah. Right? Because uh, there's, no, there's no help coming. Like, no. it's not a... Somebody immediately rushes the elevator and starts be, banging on the door. We are stuck in between floors, by the way. We were able to get the doors of the elevator open about eh, five, six inches. Enough for one of us to get wedged in there and die. To where we could actually to. see that... We're we, between floors. We couldn't even access the, 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 out, the outer doors. So, we're Jessica's laying on the alarm. We're yelling through the crack, and then uh, you and Jessica are yelling. Well, uh, you know, Kelly yeah. and I just looked at each other like, eh, I guess we're dying here. I'm like, might as well. I don't have any beer. Right. Because what are your other options? Yeah. Man, this fucking audio quality. I I hope this doesn't come back on the replay as like total shit. Like sometimes it does. My headphones are snap crackling and popping. Oh, beautiful. So, yada, yada, yada. The oh. maintenance guy finally opens the outer doors. We're asking for water because we're dying in a fucking sweat box. Like, it's it's bad. It's bad. It's a torture box. We the, There's no possible way out for us. He's telling us the repair guy is seven minutes away. That was, that 30, was 37 yeah. minutes ago. Easily 30 minutes. We plus. ask him for water, and he says, no, I, I don't have yeah. water. Meanwhile, he passes through... A fresca out of his lunchbox. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah. Had to uh, we, lunch. we took his lunch. I didn't eat the ham sandwich, but <laughs> you know I should have. There was too much mayo. You sure it was ham? There, oh. <laughs> there was too much mayo on it for me because you know Mexicans. But <laughs> sorry. I mean, what? <laughs> always got to be one. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that. And there's the name of the episode. Yeah, Mexicans. Uh, there's too much mayo because, yeah. you know, Mexicans. But uh, Yeah. Uh, so we made it out of that alive. And then uh, Saturday was a fun-filled day. 
we didn't even get a fruit basket or nothing. They asked our names, they asked our condo number, and I feel like, yeah, they should have sent up a fruit basket. Yeah, the, something. The guy whose condo it was basically just did, sent the, uh, oh, these guys are great. Yeah, we got the review, like, hey, they're welcome back anytime, like, we're ever going to go back. And, uh, yeah. So, that was the Mexico. Uh, to be fair, I would go back to that condo again. But it I was would, a nice I condo. would not go in the summertime ever. Uh, it was a, Unless it, they want to invest in a cooler for their pool, so it's, you know, I don't know, 90? It was, it was a great, it was a great condo. Super, super deluxe accommodations. Um, nice resort, you know, aside from the, the, um, I feel like the elevator was out of calibration or out of adjustment. Yeah, the next morning, or when we were leaving, uh, I was stuck riding in both elevators and one had no give when you stood in it and the one that we tilted, uh, you could tell it was tilting. It, you, it, it moved when you stepped in it. Right. So that's the story of Average almost killing us. Uh, which time? Oh, just oh, the elevator yeah, just time. The elevator. Yeah. Well, I almost killed us all the way there, so yeah. everything evens out for me. Yeah, but that was the only only way we were going to make it. Jesus, fuck. Dude, I, I really hope this doesn't translate to the actual podcast. Like, this is some of the worst audio quality. Uh, should you take a pause and figure it out since we're already... Uh, I guess. Going? Yeah, we can do that. Yeah, do all that. Right. Nobody all right. will know. Uh, we'll be right back. But we are back. Uh, that was a minute. Was it a minute? Because uh, I feel like it was only a couple seconds oh, okay. on the podcast, or not uh, even a fraction of a second. Yeah. But we're back with you. We're back. So. Uh, we checked the uh, technical difficulties. I don't know. The sound quality is generally shit. It's par for the course here on the average minute. So uh, you're welcome. You don't really listen to hear us anyway. No, really. I mean no, it's the I background mean, noise. You listen the to ambiance. the static and the <laughs> snap, crackle, pop, all the shit going yeah. on. It's you know it's it's part of the charm of the average minute. It's, it's guerrilla radio is what it is. <laughs> We're driving around in the back of a truck with Christian Slater. Shit, here it goes again. Me, me, all this me, me. Anyway, so what do we got upcoming? Uh, uh, we'll, we'll wrap up this, if, uh, this episode. We have Riverview. What's August? August 20th. Is that the douche? It's the four. The four, okay. F-O- I always forget the four. F-O-R-E. Four, the the trophy is the little uh, pane of glass with the uh, which is which is somewhat apropos since I will tattoo somebody's house in right. River, There's River generally View. a broken window. Yeah. So coming up at Riverview, uh, what is it? A seven a.m. shotgun. M- much like uh, my buddy Jeremiah at work. Uh, I don't know if I told this on the podcast before. I played Cordobella a couple weeks ago with uh, Southwest Valley. Is that guy your son? Yeah, pretty much. All right. Uh, Checks out. He uh, took a window out at Cordobella the last time he played it, and he's afraid to play there. Hmm. So. You're kidding. Yeah, uh, that was a little $400 bill, you know, whatever. Right. Uh, so for those of you, uh, the houses on Riverview aren't that expensive, so the no, window, windows are, are probably like, or? probably 250 maybe. Yeah. They got the single pane glass. <laughs> yeah, like they have single pane. Yeah. That shit's not even insulated. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's no argon yeah. Yeah. in between paint. Like, it's just, it's regular. And the nice thing with Riverview, uh, especially in August... Most of those people are going to be uh, snowbirds. They won't even be home. Right. Yeah. Go in their house and grab your ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, 
take the slip cover off the couch <laughs> while you're in the, while you're in there. Uh, check and see if they got beers in the fridge. <laughs> Uh, they probably don't. There's probably a can of Dinty Moore in the cabinet, and uh, they probably do, but it's like bush light or something. You know what? They got in the cabinet. If you open up the cabinet at Riverview, I guarantee you, there is a container of Crystal Light powder. <laughs> oh, 100%. Crystal Light is and is Folgers the, crystals. The for drink, sure. the drink of choice. It's our first Avondale moment, uh, right? Or maybe second. Uh, meanwhile, here comes the repo guy. So <laughs> chasing him. <laughs> Ig- iguana recovery or whatever. So yeah, Riverview is a Sun City course for those of you who haven't played it. Uh, it's one of the better ones, in my opinion, as far as layout. I love Riverview. Uh, it is where. Uh, what? It's not. It, wait, hold on a second. We're not playing Riverview. Yeah, we are. Like, what are we drunk? No, probably, we're not. Probably. Except Palmbrook. Palmbrook. No, Palmbrook. It's not. Yes, it is. Hundred percent. Uh, I can have the court reporter read back to you. I guarantee you, it's at Palmbrook. Pull up your uh, schedule. I, I don't have my schedule because... Uh, Here we go, know, segment producer. My, my thing doesn't work because, uh, you know, I logged out once and don't remember my password. Oh, it's at, it's at Palmbrook. It's not at Riverview. Uh, Whip, we're going to need you to call in right now. I'm going to I'm gonna go on record right now as saying it's at Palmbrook, which is off of 91st and Greenway. It's at Palmbrook. All right, well, my login doesn't work because, you know... <laughs> okay, well... It's riveting audio. And, and I'm in. <laughs> All right, so uh, four championship, four championship. Riverview Golf Course, August Is it 20th, Riverview? 2023. Holy uh, smoke. So, um, yeah. So so I lost that bet. Yeah, that, that was a good bet on your part. Uh, we only have this 34 players too. currently registered. This. How many? 34. That's, that's it? A, that's a small field you know, for well, we, 20th. We do have some guys that are, you know, hunting or... Uh, uh, late to the show. You know, on vaca- vacation. Uh, we do have the Gary Williams uh, involved, so therefore uh, hunting is not a thing. No, that's not until the fall. Yeah. But, but, lots of guys, like, listen, I know of multiple people that are just like, no, we're getting out of the heat. We're going up north, you know. Uh, we'll call him Montana. Uh, he's going to be up in, uh, actually, no, he's going to be in the valley. He's closing on a brand new home. He got suckered into that whole fiasco. Got a new, uh, getting married. What? Buying a home. Yeah. That, that fiasco? Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole different fiasco. I know. It's a, it's a, it's a can of worms. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you. He's uh, open. He's opening it. Listen, uh, uh, Mrs. Montana, uh, future Mrs. Montana, uh, probably doesn't listen. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, this is a whole scene. He's not uncharted territory for him. So, he's missing the next two tournaments. Scott, moving into his house the weekend of the four championship, goes leaves for his bachelor party the weekend of the douchebag, which is apropos because most bachelor parties are, are full of douchebags, yeah. Full, full send douchebag uh, situation. We'll, we'll harken back to Las Palomas bachelor party where they played as a ninesome for the last two uh, holes, and uh, we were the twosome behind listen, them. Listen, so awesome. well, we'll call him Montana. We're going to need you to write in <laughs> with some douchebag situations for our recap of yeah. the douchebag invitation. So, um, are you so, without going full chinks, are you ready to call your score at the... Uh, uh, I have played uh, all the Sun City courses like dog shit because the uh, 
rough is uh, uh, let's call it hard pan or uh-huh. or dirt, whatever you want to call it. Right. And uh, my chipping woes are accelerated by said uh, conditions. So unless I like put myself into a tee shot, green shot situation, like I, hit a fairway. Yeah, hit a, <laughs> what? What? What is that called again? The yeah the. Yeah. yeah, there's a the, spot in the middle that like people aim for that. I yeah, don't the know grass seems I, to be kind of ideal somewhere <laughs> yeah, in the middle. I, I'm not really familiar with that. Uh, no, I've I've had some decent rounds at uh, Riverview. I've had some shitty rounds at Riverview. Probably more shitty than uh, decent. Uh, it is a good track. Uh, I will say that the last year when we played Riverview, uh, D Rod had his hole in one because you know he's sitting there going, "Oh, tell us about our hole, my hole in one." Uh, he was in the group in front of us. The fucking ball went in the hole. He didn't win the jackpot. Sucks <laughs> he to be got, him. He got pushed <laughs> yeah. because somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, it's a wide open course. If you just play it free and easy and don't get stressed out, which is where I fail on the MGA tournaments for some reason. Anxiety is a thing, which is where I come in. Because, yeah. you know, my job is to provide levity and... and uh, High pressure situations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I fully have recovered from the uh, Dukes of Hazard trip to Mexico. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, by the twentieth, I well, should be fine. When you showed up, to, when you when you showed up to church, you indicated that you haven't been able to get your core temperature back down. Yeah, it's still from, I'm still hot yeah. from the Mexico. Uh, I've taken multiple showers. None of them have taken. <laughs> no, mine neither. Like, they, they, it uh, just doesn't take. Now, see, uh, for those of you who don't know, I have a hot tub at my house, and uh, this isn't Hot Tub Wednesday. It's good. It's I, good for this time of year. I bought a cooler to where I could set it at any temperature. And that cooler went out about three weeks ago. Otherwise, I'd have that thing set at about 75, and I'd be sitting there doing the podcast here with average. Uh, I wouldn't mind getting into a 75-degree yeah. hot tub right now. Yeah. Uh, repairman comes Holy out smoke. on Tuesday. Uh, that was the, uh, that's the first time I've seen an actual Vespa at church. Like, who brings golf clubs on a Vespa? <laughs> I'm harking back to... Uh, pizza delivery people on a Vespa. Uh, we're talking about actual pizza delivery and not some, you know, child yeah, trafficking yeah, that, situation. Yeah. Bob doesn't know anything about that. Yeah. We're going to go on record as, uh, you know, Bob's never ordered yeah. quote-unquote pizza. Uh, uh, anyway, so Kim back to hot, a movie that I didn't watch. Back uh, to Hot, hot Tub, Tub Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every com- thing comes back to Hot Tub Wednesday. Speaking of pizza delivery, uh, <laughs> Have you stocked the ice cream sandwiches? <laughs> uh, see, this is what I was talking about, about the uh, show I like that you don't like because I get all the references. These guys are doing the Hot Tub Wednesday ice cream sandwiches. You just got to listen back. Meanwhile, so Bob, Bob is an influential uh, character I'm in the I'm an community. influencer. That's true. Um, you know, somewhat of a uh, financier of uh, the Verado community. Um, his house somewhat like an island um <laughs> you know he's got notable figures coming over to get in the hot tub and order pizza it's a whole situation uh, meanwhile this is what he told my current girlfriend on our first date with these guys <laughs> was i went to the bathroom and he came back with oh by the way he's a pedophile <laughs> and she's still with me so you know well it turns out uh <laughs> yeah you know she's your uh Ghislaine. uh it's fine she's never uh contributed to the uh, trafficking of minors in any way um uh he just watched the sound of freedom thing or is that what it's called 
I did. Yeah. I did. It was, I, I recommend it. I don't know. It was a decent, decent, decent movie. Well, I like the idea of it until you just threw me under the bus again. Um, listen, tell your, tell your, you know, going to South America and, um, you know. All pulling, those trips to South America I take, yeah. <laughs> pulling kids out of a, uh, a shipping container at the, at the uh, port of entry there. Uh, all right. We don't need to have that conversation. But, but, you know. In the Verado community, uh, the Little League team really likes your hot tub, and they're looking forward to you getting the cooler fixed. That's all I'm saying. They call me Father Mooney. I don't know what that comes from. That was good audio. <laughs> Father Father Robert O. Mooney. Yeah. So, oh, in other news, uh, by the time you hear this, the new, should we do a live read for Sexy Ocho Apparel? Oh, Sexy Ocho Apparel. Um, sure. Let's, so uh, by let's... the time y'all hear this, the new Sexy Ocho Apparel, uh, you know, shirt sure. for 2023. <laughs> we tried to pump that up. It's, it's a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shirt. It's a shirt. Ah, robes what? and, uh, yeah, uh, no, it's a shirt. <laughs> uh, it's going to be available at all the finest haberdashers in Phoenix. Um, and the biggest thing I would say with all Sexy Ocho Apparel, when he puts an order in, you can order every single shirt he's ever had before. Any Sexy you Ocho can, you can shirt. Get, so when you see me in my sweet, sweet, sweet yellow knife stuff, if you want that and uh, copy me and I'll make fun of you if I see it, you can do that. Or... Or if you want to go back, if you're somewhat new to the MGA and you want previous chapter shirts or uh, previous Sexy Ocho releases, you know, with the sweet, like, barbed wire theme, you know, from 1993. You know, I still um, like that shirt the best. So. The barbed wire one? Yeah. yeah. Well, that checks out. That's the red and black one. And, yeah. um, or, Matches my tattoo. Or the sweet tribal theme, you know, oh, is that to, the red one? to 1998. Um, you can order any of those. Um, Sexy Ocho Apparel, if you want to look like the finest waterbed salesman in all of Phoenix, you need to order your Sexy Ocho Apparel today. By the time you hear this, the new release will hit. And I don't want to ruin any uh, secrets, but uh, there's somewhat of a Mexican theme to it. Uh, turns out David Rodriguez, uh, you might not know it by looking at him, last name Rodriguez, kind of checks out. So... <laughs> There's kind of a Mexican theme and to it. What's funny is we've been to Rocky Point with him, and he is not fluent in Spanish no, at all. Fuck not no, even that guy's. I'm more Mexican. We had to than rely on Bruce, <laughs> <laughs> which he only speaks like ancient Atlantis tongue. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, that guy. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, "Is he reading a textbook right now?" Because this reminds me of high school. He speaks. He speaks high school Castilian, <laughs> yeah. which that's Castilian's not even used in Mexico at all anywhere. Um, anyway, so order your Sexy Ocho apparel today uh, immediately. Support a brother, uh, David Rodriguez, one of the finest gentlemen I've ever had the pleasure Absolutely. of, uh, you know, now I understand associating that, uh, with. This one's going to be a new material from compared to the old one. So, so, yeah, if you're familiar with the old Sexy Ocho shirts, uh, they kind of have the Persian waterbed salesman sheen to them. Uh, the new fabric is allegedly... And I have yet to see it, but it's allegedly much more breathable, uh, more of a sporty type fabric. 
and uh, you know so again you can reorder any shirt from previous releases you can order any of those during during any sexy ultra release you can order any shirt you want so and, and if you're thinking of like golf shirts in general i don't know what price the new one's going to be i know what all the other ones were and i'm not going to disclose that until he announces the price listen but, i but i'm, it's a, I'm assuming cheaper. it's way cheaper than that 80 dollar adidas shirt that oh I for 100 it's definitely cheaper than that but i'm assuming that bidenomics has hit sexy ocho yeah. like it's hit everybody so, else so david don't charge over 80 or i look like an ass well, you know that new fabric uh, yeah, from the. Money. Uh, I, f- I feel like he uh, he went direct to the Wuhan uh, textiles emporium. So and, there's there's a bat in every shirt. Uh, listen, <laughs> um, every shirt comes complete with a uh, full immunity, um, you know, kind of sterilization kit. Which Ster- it, sterilization <laughs> is not the right word. <laughs> it includes a hypodermic needle. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, listen, I'm talking out of my Any truck stop bathroom will let you dispose of that needle. <laughs> truck stop bathroom? <laughs> Shit, there's guys on the street that'll take it off your hands for nothing. They'll pay you for it. Anyway, order your Sexy Ocho apparel today and... Uh, you'll be glad you did. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll, you'll be glad you did. And what you want to do... Uh, uh, to de-louse your sexy Ocho apparels, you want to call SNS Pest Control yeah. <laughs> for all your de-lousing needs. Uh, he promises uh, west, not to burn it, by the way. West he of, will de-louse <laughs> without burning. West of the 101 only. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, Scott Stafford, SNS Pest Control. And you know what? Tis the season. Um, let's give a shout out to our, our, our bro at uh, RK... What? Oh. Shit, I always mess up the Whatever fucking... AC is? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so what you want to do is you want to call yeah, Gary Williams. It's EKS or something it's like that. EKG. No. Yeah, EKG no, is something No, EKG different. is what he had last week. <laughs> um, all good, by the way. Yeah. Checks out. Uh, yeah. It's something. EKR. There you go. That sounds uh, familiar. Heating and cooling. Uh, he's, uh, on, he's on the uh, chapter webpage, isn't he? Call, yeah, As absolutely. A sponsor? Yeah. Call Gary Williams for all your yeah. heating and cooling needs in the West Valley, although he's retired. Uh, he'll still get you taken care of if you're, uh, you know, a notable. And I, and I will say, once I've uh, made friends with the old Gary Williams and a AC type situation, I don't, you know, those times where you're like, oh shit, your AC's out. Who am I going to call? What am I going to do? Right. And it's you're two a.m. and it's yeah. ninety degrees you're in my calling, house. You're what's calling through happen? the phone book over and over again. You're calling uh, whatever dipshit the uh, what's the guy who's hard to spell? Gettle, that guy. Calling that guy's hotline, you know, trying to figure it out. Yeah, that's, like, yeah not, that's not a thing. They're like, it's $8 million, show up, and yada, yada, yada. I call Gary, and he goes, what time can I be there? And I'm like, well, what time you want? And he'll tell me. I'm like, well, I'm still going to be sleeping until, you know, 10, so I'm going to need you to you know, show up a little later. The best AC guy um, best AC guy in the Valley, uh, Gary Williams, uh, uh, I should say, Best residential AC guy yeah. because uh, you know there's also well his he could brother. do commercial but we don't know well his brother you know kind of cornered the market on that so oh that guy yeah uh, if you happen to own a business and your AC goes out in your business and a commercial building or something like that yeah. there's uh, another guy you want to contact Diamond Mechanical either uh, Ted or Derek how can we remember uh, Diamond Me- Mechanical but we can't remember Gary's <laughs> uh, listen there's a diamond. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. 
there, there's a logo. Uh, I don't know what Gary's logo is. All, all I picture is he comes up with like, uh, you know, some sweet uh, antelope jerky or something that he got from his last hunt. Yeah. Uh, every service he does, you will get elk or antelope jerky guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, he's listening to this on slow mo, so it'll be several hours. You ever had that he, uh, mule deer knows. summer sausage that he came out with? Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, right. listen. All right, we're off the rails. Yeah, we're exactly. just doing live reads for like everybody we know. <laughs> yeah. So who else um, has has a bid ness? Uh, listen, if your car took a shit and you need a new ride, um, I know. What you want to do is you want to contact Bob Moody at uh van business elite um because you're gonna take the bus for like six months while he orders <laughs> yeah there you vehicle. go Thank, thanks. Uh, we don't really have cars and i'll do my best to sell you one without screwing you but i can't really you know it, it'll be a while and and if you happen to crash your car yeah that sucks you need you need some body work done uh you, what you want to do is contact mrs average at, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Contact send business her way because she's not busy. Yeah, she doesn't have anything going on. You want to contact like, Mrs. Average at uh, it's not like she's showing up anonymous at, body shop at six thirty on a uh, you know six o'clock departure. You could also contact Rich Sisman. Yeah, uh, at uh, same anonymous body shop. Uh, he will show you his check and take your check. Oh yeah, for sure. He'll he'll <laughs> he's happy to take your money. I I'll tell you that. Um, who else we got? I don't know. You 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 impressed me with Sisman. That, that was a good poll. Uh, going back to the Lily place, or no, we were at dinner, whatever. When uh, Rich was telling me uh, how he got a great deal, and I'm at my dealership, and I told him how he got screwed, and then he reminded me who his mother was, and I was like, Oh yeah, oh, yeah, That's... Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going to stop talking for a second or two. True story. Yeah. I seriously stopped talking for two seconds. <laughs> it, happened. it happened. It was documented. It, it, yeah, it was documented. I mean, somebody broke out a stopwatch. It was rude. but yeah. <laughs> so how can we tie this all back to golf? Um, listen. Uh, you got to golf in a sexy ocho when you're in Mexico because... The new breathable fa fabric is going to save your ass. The new breathable because fabric. Because the previously not so breathable fa fabric is why I didn't get a par at Palomas. Well, I thought that was because of the uh, shikwid sprinklers. Uh, that were, are, are, so, we, are we back with me getting so, with the shit sprinklers? So at Palomas, they like to incorporate the fertilizer right into the irrigation water. So all the sprinklers are basically blowing um, aerosol shit on you. Like, yeah. it's just, it's bad. It's a bad scene. Um, and don't worry, we went to Bella Serena after I got blasted with the shit thing, and I went straight in the pool. Yeah, so, so it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's probably fine. If they had a brownout this last weekend, it wasn't my fault. It's, it's, it's probably fine. Anyway, um, we can tie this all back to golf with, listen, you're probably feeling bad about yourself. You're probably a shitty golfer. Turns out I'm a shitty golfer. Bob, you're a fucking shitty golfer. That hurts. Um, I'm just saying, like, none of us are good. Don't despair. I'm good as a person. Stop getting frustrated with yourself. <laughs> um, we're all bad at golf. Like, none of us are making a living doing this. 
Um, I've oh. made what fourteen dollars, okay, almost fourteen dollars in ad revenue from doing this podcast. So I might be making a living, but all the rest of you pores are, <laughs> are, are not. What, which podcast is this? Is this like fifty-seven, fifty-eight, something like that? It's, it's close to sixty. It's so not cl- quite there. Let, let's call it. Let's call it fifty, just to be easy. So we've done fifty podcasts that average an hour. And we've been paid fourteen dollars. Oh yeah! So we've spent fifty hours we are, for your entertainment for fourteen dollars. Hey, y'all, y'all are welcome. Y'all are welcome. <laughs> um, don't despair. Stop throwing clubs. Stop breaking clubs. Only realize we're all in this together. Oh, uh, you know what? I can't believe I just fucking said that. We're all in this together. What is it? COVID? God damn it! <laughs> uh, Average went full COVID. But we are all in this together. We're all shitty at golf. Turns out. Just, you know, enjoy it. Enjoy the time on the course. Enjoy the time with your bros or your girls, whatever it, it, it is. It does go back to whatever we, you we choose. We had that conversation. Uh, if you're in the candy one. me hand threesome, enjoy that. Uh, we won't hit into you. We'll just change direction and play some other holes. Uh, have a good time. Enjoy it. That's why we do it. It's not because we're ever going to make a dime doing it. It's because we enjoy the game of golf. So don't lose sight of that. That's my soapbox. It's a good soapbox. So, Bob, any closing uh, words of wisdom? I think you uh, close it out properly of just uh, golf needs to be fun. We all get into that. I'm going to throw a club. I'm going to smash a club. I'm going to, you know, brain the guy in front of me because he doesn't understand that you can't go in front of me. But ultimately, just... Have a good time. Hit, hit the ball and enjoy yourself. You know what? Regardless go, of who you're playing with. To go full Bill and Ted's, be excellent to each other. Right? <laughs> to go to go full Rufus, be excellent to each other. Enjoy the game of golf. Enjoy your, your time with your bros, your girls, your squad, whatever the fuck you got going on. That's what it's about. And, uh, you know... We're going to give you another podcast. The summer is, we, what, we got two months left of lake season, so the schedule's a little spotty. After that, we're going to be like, we're going to be on it with the fucking content. But until then, it's going to be spotty. We apologize for those of you that actually enjoy listening to this. Uh, that guy. And, and, and for those of you that actually enjoy listening to it, we appreciate you. We love you. Everybody else out there in podcast land, Till the next episode, we will see you in the rough.